Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. Saturdays in Tassie. Kindly joined by, as always, our mate Bailey Kenzie. How's everyone feeling this morning? There's a few yawns about the place. Well, I, I commentated last night on the on the cricket. Oh, of course. Uh, and it was, well, it, was a, it was a really good game. I, yeah. I've been really enjoying it as... We laugh. I'm not the biggest cricket watcher, yeah, but uh, I've, I've really enjoyed the pool matches. Um, and we get Ireland, Sri Lanka, I think, on Sunday, yeah. which will be a cracker. And then South Africa, Zimbabwe, the African Derby or Derby, wherever you're from. Oh, yeah, it's up to you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been really exciting. Speaking of derbies or derbies, is this the SEN sort of showdown tonight? Wildcats, Jack Jumpers, mm. because obviously Hutchie has a Wildcats. Hopefully, Jack Jumpers whip their butt. As he he bought the Wildcats. He owns he? the Wildcats and yeah. United. No, he had broadcasting for United. Ah, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. So yeah, it's the showdown tonight, and uh, the Hutchies. I mean, the Hutchies. The Jackies. Hutchies are going to win. The Jackies. We hope are the Hutchies don't. Win. Be, that that would be special if he bought the Perth Wildcats and changed their name to the Hutchies. To the Hutchies. <laughs> Imagine. A real sense of ego about it. Be a bit of a power move, I reckon. Oh, that massive. would be a massive power move. <laughs> anyway, as always, welcome to the show for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today, gaptaz.org.au. Bailey, local news. It's been a big, big week of sport. There's lots happening around the place. What are we starting with? Cricket? We'll start with cricket, yeah, Holly. We've got the World Cup down here, and it's been really non-stop action. Obviously, Jeevesy, you were party to it yesterday. But, yeah, those two games, one after the other, yesterday afternoon, it's quite extraordinary the amount of cricket they've been able to play on on Blunston and the way the grounds held up across the wickets they've used. So kudos to the ground staff there. I mean, yesterday a pretty dominant performance by Ireland, winning by nine wickets over the West Indies with two and a half overs to spare, chasing down 146, just the one down. So pretty clean striking there from Paul Sterling, uh, Balburnie and Tucker getting the job done there as well. And then the other pool game there, which saw them through to the Super 12s, I believe, was Zimbabwe getting the chocolates over Scotland. Um, a tight tussle there, one and a half overs to spare. Zimbabwe getting over the line, five wickets down. We've been treated to some yeah, really great cricket so far down here. We've been really fortunate. We saw, obviously, some very classy batting from George Munsey in that opening game, getting Scotland over the line with his 66 not out. We saw a great spell of three for 13 from the left-arm spin, left-arm darts of Mark Watt. And he actually went viral in one of those games for writing himself a note. And it went, it was broadcast across all the different social media platforms. He wrote himself a note, not with anything overly technical. He just said, don't bowl slot. That was his, th- that was his advice to himself. So Interesting. I think I should probably carry something like that around, Jeevesy, <laughs> when I bowl. I'll write you a note today. <laughs> 
And so <laughs> speaking of speaking of Scotland, we saw a great innings from Michael Jones as well. Obviously, he's a very uh, established cricketer playing for Durham in county cricket. He guided his side. He, he got 86. It wasn't enough. That was the highest score of the tournament, but it was pretty equally matched by Ireland, who got over the line four down when they really seemed to have their back against the wall. I mean, Curtis Camphor just went nuts, striking it more than two a ball, getting 72 off 32 there. There's been some, yeah, just amazing cricket being played. And now, like you said, we've got the Dutch coming down. We've got uh, the West Indies. They've already played once here. We've got the South Africans coming down. Lots of really exciting cricket to come at a crucial time there. Uh, we've got Sri Lanka coming down as well to face the runner-up of Group B on Sunday at 3 o'clock. South Africa will face the Group B winner on Monday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, and Bangladesh will face the Dutch uh, on Monday at 3 o'clock. So lots of great opportunities there. If we look more in our, in our guess in our own backyard now, uh, Tasmania failed to get over the line yesterday in a, in a pretty tight fixture uh, with, with South Australia. Obviously, some talking points from that game. Jake Doran, a massive innings. I don't know if you, if you saw that, if you yeah, had a chance to look up well. at all, Jeevesy, when you were commentating or Holly, when you saw it. I mean, he absolutely struck him so cleanly. 105 off 128, effectively batting through the innings, getting his side to a great total. Bo Webster complimented him nicely at the end with 65 off 57 and a couple of really huge bombs, getting them to a pretty, I guess, slightly below par total at the Adelaide Oval of 5 for 252. Why, why would it have been slightly below par, do you think? Why would it have been mm. below par? I think mm. I just think 280300. Uh, do, do you think Jake Doran's 105 off 128 had anything to do with that? Are you saying that he's batted too slowly? Way too slowly. Way too slowly. If, you, if, you've, if you've batted the innings and you face near on half the balls, you would want to score more than 100 runs. And I think that, that that's played an enormous part in in the score being below par. So if you look at, I think, Webster went at 65 off 55. Mm. Uh, top order, 13 off 17. Silk, 44 off 60. Little slow as all. Mac Wright stunk it up, 11 off 25. So... Mm. Potentially, you know, batting with some guys um, who who were struggling. Door and 105 off 128 batting through. I think, yeah, just some 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 real issues in that. I think, yeah. Well, it's I, just, think, it's, I think while you raise a good point, Jeevesy, um, in what he did yesterday in keeping the innings together, I understand the school of thought that he could have struck a bit better. He could have he could have been going at a runner ball. He could have been a bit more proactive. But he came in at a challenging time when the wicket was doing a bit. So obviously, he's given himself. 20 or 30 balls to set himself up there, which is probably why he hasn't... His game's not power-hitting naturally, but he has held the innings together. If we look at the batters to come, there was Tom Andrews, Tom Rogers, and Nathan Ellis still left to bat. I don't really see a whole deal of boundaries in there, and exposing them in, in the early 40s or the late 30s sort of overmark really could have lowered Tasmania's total. So I, I disagree. I, I think Jake Doran, by batting slightly slower, has held the innings together, which has given someone like Bo Webster a chance to go nuts at the back end. <laughs> but real, as you say... He's a real fanboy as you say, As you say, of <laughs> proper, course, I'm going to say that. Proper. Uh, I, I play great cricket with Jake Doran answer. Anyway, moving to the other side, <laughs> South Australia. Hang well, on, hang on, hang on. What about how good City... Yeah, well, we're getting we're getting to that. Oh, so, good, so okay. well, hang on a second. I know you're in a relationship, but none for forties. Not exactly. No, hang it's on. not exactly humming along. God, he was absolutely <laughs> smashing it. The other Am one. I right in that? Did he take none for forty? I'm not talking. I'm talking about the four day up. Ah, right. Sorry. No, nah, fair enough. Mate. Then wrong game. Sorry, none for twenty four. No, I was seven, getting which ahead was of cool. myself. That's a tidy, that is a very tidy spell. Tidy. But yeah. that's, 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 you've got whack there, early doors. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say is Jake Weatherall out first ball of the innings. Riley Meredith really set the tone there. <laughs> this is the morning for the laughs. That's upset you. 
Look at, look at Holly and I. Holly and I fanboying and fangirling. <laughs> Me with Jake Doran and you with, with I'm Sidzy. Sorry, but... That's, That's pretty funny. funny. That's funny. Just don't cry on me, please. <laughs> please, please, please. Jake Weatherall departed in a serious note. <laughs> yes, back to... It's like when you're told not to laugh at school. I know. Jake Weatherall on a serious note, departing off the very first ball of the innings, uh, playing a pull shot off the bowling of Riley Meredith, who just looked too quick for him. Tom Rogers, outstanding as always. Um, nine overs, uh, three for 44. Top-class bowling from there. But the middle-order batting... Of Nathan McSweeney, 75 off 87, and Jake Lehman, 78 not out off 64, guiding the Redbacks over the line in what is a pretty important fixture for the Tigers. So they'll no doubt be looking to bounce back from that. But yeah, like I say, kudos to Rogers and Doran, who uh, really got Tasmania into the best possible position, uh, unless you're Jeevesy, who was cast out upon that aspersion. But look, not I'm, enough. A, I'm, I'm, a, I'm purely looking at the scorecard. I didn't see any of the game. And what stuck out is that any time someone bats, bats through an innings, 128 mm. balls for 100 runs. Um, yeah. And I'm sure even if you ask Jake on a personal level, he would probably acknowledge that it, it's a little slow. Well, we'll have to get Jake on the show. He's on. He's, I think he's on a rival radio show this morning. So, Jake, not good enough. Come on, SEN. Yeah. I, I've, I've dropped a line to him. He's keen to come on during the summer. We'll get him on. And, Jeeves, you can pick his brain well, as, to, sure why he, as to why his 105 of 128 balls wasn't good enough and did not get Tasmania into a sufficient position. <laughs> He'd be... Mo- <laughs> He'd be fanboyed on that show as well, I guarantee you. There'd be no hard got- questions Aww. coming there. But anyway, we'll move forward. You too. Gee. Well, it's okay to be critical sometimes. And like I <laughs> said, Jeeves, when, Jeeves is on the front foot when this you morning. Look, when you look at that scorecard, you two are gonna fight. The, the batters failed miserably. And even the guy that scored 105 off 128 comes with a question mark. How about Sidzy though? <laughs> None for 24 was solid. It, it, that, that is a very good spell from Sid. I mean, none for 24. He's going at three point, not, not in all, in all seriousness, going at three point seven and over in the context of that game was a pretty steady spell from him. And like you said, he bowled really well in the Shield the other day. And oh, bowled extremely We're both well. fanboying and fangirling. So looking at... Jeevesy's hating us right now. Yeah, I know. Jeevesy can't stand it. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. I love it. I love it. I think, I, I think I've been critical love. on this show over Mate, the last been, few weeks. I think you've been terrific. Oh, I love how you go about it, but... I think sometimes you've just got to look at things with your non-uni glasses off. Take your, just remove that shade of uni. Never. And um, take my at, uni top off. Look at things just a little bit more the way I look at it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Looking into the WBBL, where we'll perhaps be a little bit more impartial. Yeah. The Hobart Hurricanes women's—they'll have a pretty tough test tomorrow. They're going to face the Perth Scorchers. They've got a blockbuster lineup. They've got uh, the likes of Mersey, Divine, uh, King and Cap. So there's some huge names and some of the names. Uh, I chatted with Dan Marsh earlier in the week. They're some of the names that he threw about as threats to the side. Mm. Uh, the Canes have been looking really strong. They knocked over the Thunder for 95 earlier this week. Their bowling has really been on song. I mean, Haley Jensen with two wickets in her first over. Mm. I think it was two and four balls. I mean, that really sets the tone. Yeah. In the power play, anytime it's it's what coaches would always say, Jeevesy, two or three wickets in the power play, and you're winning. I guess situation dependent, but ninety to ninety five percent of games of T Twenty cricket, if you can take two or three in the power play at the first innings, and that was just what the doctor ordered from Haley Jensen, uh, Maisie Gibson, very strong with her leg spin, and Heather Graham claimed two wickets as well with the bat so far. Lizelle Lee has been impressive. Dupree's didn't really fire the other night, but she's looked in pretty good touch. Elise Villani also yet to fire. But it'll be a pretty sad day for any other BBL team when she does. We know just how devastating she can be. She's yeah, one of the yeah. dominant forces of the competition. So it's been a big week for, for Tasmanian cricket. Gun. 
Mm. I was so excited to have her on the show last week. How was she? She's awesome. Mm. I love the Hurricanes. Mm. I'm getting behind them. Yeah, Go I'm the glad. girls. Yeah, the girls. I'm glad she's come across uh, yeah, from the stars. Yeah, so good. And it, yeah, it's been a huge week for Cricket Tasmania. Dan Marsh, uh, who's who's obviously coming in to fill in the coaching role for this season for the Hobart Hurricanes, mm. he's actually been named an assistant coach of the Australian women's team. So he will start that role on the 28th of November. That's cool. Really cool for him. Um, and he can't have both his roles alongside each other, so he's oh. going to finish up with Cricket Tasmania at the end of this season. So, oh, that's not so following cool. in the footsteps of Michael DiVinuto and Jeff Vaughan last year, uh, stepping up to national honours uh, for, for the women's side now. Uh, but, yeah, it does leave a bit of a vacancy there with Sally Ann Beams heading up the, the cricketing organisation. So a bit of a gap there, but nonetheless really good news for Dan Marsh. Just quickly, mm. I think Dan would be happy to get out of that, that purple tracksuit that I saw him being interviewed in the other night. Was that you with him down at the airport? Not at the airport. I had him down at Blunston. He'd be keen to get out of purple, I think. You don't Dan. like the purple? Not on Dan. No, okay. it's not Dan's colour. Poor Dan. <laughs> but when it wouldn't work for me either. What it's is his colour? Black. Yeah, Fair black enough. like his Taz gas tights. Dark, dark blue. No, yep. he likes his black Taz gas tights. He doesn't <laughs> like to go go too much colour. Are we going to a break here? <laughs> yes, now we are. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to a break. We'll be back after this with more news from Bailey, more cricket to uncover as well as, of course, the jack jumpers and the hockey as well. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Welcome to the show for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au. Bailey, there's been a bit of heat coming through on the text line for you to uh, mm. take take your uni hat off. But... From your dad. <laughs> your dad. Your dad. Oh. I met your dad on Saturday. He was giving it to you properly. Was he? <laughs> Absolutely. Hilarious. He's yeah, late. They, they and despite all the flack you've given me, I'm still wearing my lovely woolen cricket socks. No, yeah. I, much, love, I much, love it. Stick much, it to the man. Yeah, Keep I your am. socks on. Absolutely. There's another um, text come through saying, was letting Menenti go and keeping Freeman a major mistake by Cricket Taz? Thoughts? Well, this is a really interesting one. Obviously, two very comparable players. My understanding and my mail from the situation is... They didn't let Menenti go as such. They put forward an offer to Menenti. He obviously turned out for Tasmania in the list in both the list day and the Shield format last year. Performed very strongly in that list day game. He dismissed Joe Burns and Marnus Labuschagne in quick succession before hitting 15 off like 10 balls. Mm-hmm. Um, at the conclusion of the season, they put forward a contract offer to him. Uh, and my understanding is South Africa, uh, sorry South Australia rather. And New South Wales also came in with offers. Uh, New South Wales, I believe, offered him a one-year deal, and I believe South Australia offered him a two-year deal, and I believe Tasmania may have offered him a one-year deal as well, but that's not confirmed. Either way, there were three offers on the table for him, and South Australia was the longest, which is why he ended up going there. It's a very logical decision. What's your longest term of employment? Where are you going to go? That's how I looked at it. Um, That's the mail that I've got. He was offered to go home to New South Wales, to stay here, or to go to South Australia. Uh, and my view, was it a mistake? Absolutely. He is by far the superior uh, cricketer and spinner relative to Jared Freeman. However, on the other side of the coin, is he going to have as much of an impact in Tasmania where the majority of your games are being played at Blunston as he would have at somewhere like the Adelaide Oval or Karen Rolton Oval in South Australia where you're much more reliant upon spin? Mm. So although it might seem like he's the better choice, 
Jared Freeman does have the tougher of conditions playing in Tasmania, but when you watch them go head to head, all things, uh, all other things being equal, Cedarus Parabas, uh, Menenti is the superior cricketer, and the stats are showing it this year, both with bat and ball. Yeah, I think that that's probably pretty fair analysis. The the thing in Freeman's favour is that he's a Tasmanian local boy, prospects through the junior ranks. Um, if I was to choose either cricketer, I'd be I'd be heading down the Freeman path purely on that front because you know, I'm a I'm a loyalist and I, and I think you know we 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 really do need to try and promote as as many of our talented youngsters as we can. Sure, yeah. Um, but you you are right. I think you know, statistically grade first class. Um, ben Menenti's a terrific cricketer, and I, I'm thrilled that he's found a, um, a spot. Uh, he seems a nice guy. He's a competitor, though. I, I really like that about him, both him and his brother, Harry. Mm. Um, In-your-face type of players, willing to take the game on with, with, with bat and ball. So um, excellent that he's found a home. Um, good analysis from you. I think, yeah, you are right. Ben's probably the pick of the cricketers. But give Jared Freeman three or four years, and you know, I think he's really he's going to mm. grow into a, into a really promising uh, first-class player. The curious aspect there, though, is if they have, uh, if my mail is correct in cricket, Tasmania did put forward an offer... Uh, to Ben Menenti, would that have meant there wouldn't have been room for Jared Freeman on the contract list? I don't know where it sits in terms of whether he had an existing deal, but if Cricket Tasmania have put forward an offer to Ben Menenti, did that would that have, if he'd accepted, ruled Jared Freeman out? It obviously would have meant he would have played less cricket because otherwise they wouldn't have offered Menenti a contract. Yeah. So that that's another interesting one. But I totally agree. They've repaid, repaid his faith uh, in the system, and he's a terrific cricketer in his own right, Jared Freeman. Uh, I just believe Ben Menenti is more of a wicket-taker, and Jared Freeman is more of a holding bowler. But perhaps that's what you need in Tasmania, where seam bowling is so dominant. Moving on now to Premier Cricket. It's a huge day um, of Premier Cricket, as always. So we'll start. Um, we're into two-day cricket now. If it doesn't get rained out. If it doesn't get rained out. Looking outside, it's looking pretty ominous. But Mm. there's been no weird scheduling from Cricket Tasmania this week. Some bizarre scheduling playing like two games with three teams having a bye and all this weird stuff. It is is in their defence, Cricket Taz, and my man, Eamon Doherty, the Cricket Taz Mm. Premier League manager. Um, There's a real shortage of grounds at the moment. Mm. Lindisfarne's out of action. KG5's out of action. Mm. Uh, The Brighton ground has been uh, MIA. Mm. Uni's uh, had its first game last week. So how do you fit uh, all those games of cricket onto two or three grounds, Mm. effectively? Yeah. Um, Kangaroo Bay won't host games that don't include Clarence. Um, so it's a, it's a, it's is that a, right? Yeah, apparently is so. Is that it's the a real problem? They're, so they're being defiant in that aspect. From from all reports, yeah, I'm told that um, if you think about the the T20 triple headers, mm-hmm. where there'll be game after game, and, and it will host a number of um, yep. um, different teams, um, the home team misses out a game throughout that day, and mm. and so Kangaroo Bay hasn't hosted any of those because, um, from all reports, it it, it won't host teams not from the municipality unless Clarence or Lindisfarne are involved. There you go. Is that something to do with the city council, perhaps? I'd, I would imagine so. Very interesting. interesting. That's, that's a very interesting story mm. in itself. Uh, hopefully yeah. the Mercury aren't listening. <laughs> well, th- that's what I'm Maybe told. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Uh, we'll start with Clarence and Sandy Bay regardless. The Roos are sitting third. Sandy Bay are sitting last in ninth place. On paper, Clarence fight by far the strongest side. They've got the likes of the left arm wrist spin of Clint Hinchcliffe, left arm seam bowling of Sam Rainbird, Lawrence Neal-Smith, Zach Elliott and Michael Jones as batters. Uh, you can't write the Sharks off though and there's some new faces. They could blood two potential debutants. 
Uh, two spinners to go with the seam of Gay Bell, uh, who will head up their attack. Eamon Vines returns, which is a huge in for them. We know how dominant he is at grade level with the bat, having played uh, shield cricket for the Tigers last summer. Let's go over to the TCA ground. It'll be North Hobart hosting Lindisfarne. North Hobart look a little bit undermanned. Aidan Barriel is a force for them with the bat and gloves. Ian Carlisle named as well. And Tom Rogers is surprisingly named for them, even though he turned out in the one day yesterday. Perhaps because he isn't contracted and he's able to come back? I'm not sure. That's... Either way, a lot of players. So Jake Doran isn't listed for us. Uh, Tim, Tim Ward was in the one-day squad. He isn't listed for us at this stage. Um, Tom Rogers turning out for them. So it, it must be something to do with what Cricket Taz has told them who can and can't play. He's named as captain on their team sheet, Tom I Rogers. Think, um, I think, Bailey, Tom Rogers is just a passionate club person, mm, okay. which, is, which is why he'd be, he'd be flying back and, and, and desperate to be a mm. part of that. Good on him. Just a you know, really passionate club That's person, cool. been at North Hobart. Yeah. Uh, his brother, John, was a mm. North Hobart mm. player as well. So yeah, credit to him. I think that that's magnificent that he's, he's flying back to play today. Good Absolutely. He's another fierce competitor. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we, we, club, club sport needs those people who are... Oh, to the I wouldn't say, of those clubs. Mm, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say on the periphery of professional cricket. He's pretty well established now. He's, he's got a, a two-year deal. He's, he's got a two-year deal with the Renegades. He's play the Renegades, yep. He's playing all season with Tasmania, effectively. But good on him for, for coming back and flying yeah. with such a quick stopover. I have a bit of egg on my face if he doesn't end up rocking up today. But either way, at the moment, well, as it named, stands, he's you, named. You can only go with what's in front you of you. You can only it. go with what's in front of you. He's named as captain as well, so good on him. Uh, Lindisfarne's team wasn't up as of last night. Uh, we'll look at Newtown Oval. Glenorchy will face the Greater Northern Raiders. They've been stitched up with the double bus trip down here Saturday this week, Saturday next week. Strong teams across the board there. Nick Davis obviously headlining Glenorchy's batting. And, James, you were there watching last week you watch Nick dispatch me over cover for six I mean not just me our other bowlers like the likes of Brad Hope who's played shield cricket for Tasmania seeing them all off with with relative ease he didn't he didn't make a massive score but his 38 or 37 just looked amazing he, he looked for a second there like he could take the game away from us yeah the thing the thing for Nick is it's now about the the, the match awareness so if you think back to that game against uni on the weekend uh how he got into the over was, was excellent. He hit Brad Hope for a huge six to the furthest boundary. Then he hit a six over cover or a four over cover and then tried to go again. So the, 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 the game required eight and over at that point for, for about 20 uh, overs, 16, 17 overs. Uh, all he needed to do was get a single um, and get out of that over with, mm. with, with, with 14 or 15 from it, reassess, start again for the next over. Instead, he, he, he tried to go big again. Um, and you know he, he ended up holding out to um, to, to deep square leg. Um, so for him, it's about his awareness and, and mm. how he can adapt and, and and become a smarter cricketer because he has all the talent in the world. In all honesty, he's one of the one of the brightest prospects mm. uh, I've seen in the state. And you know I played with Luke Butterworth uh, at the same age, mm. and there's a, there's a lot of similarities in the way they go about it. And Nick probably hits the ball uh, harder than Luke, um, so he is. A heck of a prospect. And of course, he's rookie contracted, so very exciting prospects. On the reverse, Grad Northern, we're yet to see any of their big pros like Tim David or Billy Stanlake, who they also have, uh, I guess, in their squad. I saw Billy Stanlake going for a nice little run along Sandy Bay Road about half an hour ago, but I don't think he'll be quite ready. He's on the road to recovery still. And rounding out the fixture, Uni will face Kingborough at home. Tim Payne's back for Uni, not listed at keeper at this stage, so we'll wait and see what happens there. Uni without Doran Ward as it stands, but still heavy through the middle order. Hope Harbinson Rizvi looked in great touch. Harbinson with his 85 last week, especially. Kingborough very strong too, with the likes of Nivy, Cam Walter, and Anthony or Adlam uh, named there. So an even contest there, and, and that's your latest in Premier cricket. Plenty happening.
around the bloody place. Hectic, isn't it? Well done, Bales. We'll see Thank if you. it... Hopefully it doesn't rain out today. Oh, Fingers over. crossed, today's Although over. You've got... Well, all that for nothing then. I it's know, over. but you've also got plenty of work to do, plenty of uni stuff and work to do, so maybe yep. it is a blessing, but... A nice quiet day in the shed's doing my assignment. Glorious. Yeah. Being picked oh, on. I reckon, I reckon you're the target of a little bit of herbal. Really? Is that fair? From my team or yeah. from Kingborough? Or both. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> a cop at left, right, and centre. <laughs> targeted for verbal on this show You've got a beautiful well. big chin. Yeah, yeah. And you, you wear a beautiful... What did you say? It. You said to me last week, you just have that sort of face. I would sledge you so much if I played against you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fair enough. I'm glad we don't play against each other. No, it's great. It's a good thing. All oh, fun I think games. we need to get like a, a charity cricket game going and you two against each other. Mm. Do we have time for jack jumpers or do you want to go... We need a, a break. I need a break. Uh, yeah, we'll have to go to a break because we've had plenty to chat about. But we are going to do a Jack Jumpers update after the break. So feel free to stick around. We're going to uh, we're going to go through the Jack Jumpers game tonight. Perth Wildcats will be a big one, but we'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on sixteen twenty nine SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. And Bailey's still sticking around. I just love that from you because you're all excited about the jack jumpers and hockey. Mm, I'm very excited about the jack jumpers, Holly. I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough in the great man Brent Costello's absence yesterday to go along uh, to watch the jack jumpers train and, uh, and go to their press conference. Was it was great. It was really, really great experience. It was down at... Uh, the sports centre down at Kingborough, and they just looked... Oh, right, in, so not even at no, my state. Yeah, not at right. my state. They looked in, in just superb, Nick. They were doing a uh, workout. They had an intra, intra-club game, um, and the quality was just absolutely top-notch. Uh, we know they've really turned the ship around after that 0-3 start uh, to the competition. Um, they really turned it on, beating Adelaide and then United uh, was, was massive too. Um, I spoke to Jacob Chance yesterday at the at the presser. He said the turning point for the season was actually when they travelled to New Zealand. So even though they went down in that game, mm. um, he said going over there in the challenging conditions, um, I think it was the first time in maybe 489 days that an NBL, uh, an NBL game had been played there. Um, he said going there in challenging conditions in the first quarter was what really turned the ship around for them. He said that was the turning point. The intent they showed in trying circumstances yeah, is cool. what, what's banded them together. Another really interesting thing that he said was, we have a group of guys here that we are happy to lose with, and if we win, it's a bonus, which is a really interesting kind of reverse way to look at sports psychology, but they are so happy with their off-field bond and connection and uh, their synergy that they've got there at the Jack Jumpers, yeah, that sure. they are a group where they're happy to lose in each other's company, which I think is really, really telling. I don't know if either of you have had a chance to watch the Jack Jumpers documentary so far. I haven't. No, I'm really I looking forward to that. it. Oh, I haven't seen it. I'm really looking forward to getting definitely stuck into that get... at some point, but it'd be great to see the yeah. behind the scenes because, yeah, definitely from what I saw yesterday, it's a, a very tight-knit group, a very large group. As well, when you think there's only five people out at the court at any given time, mm. um, there's just a huge squad and huge support staff. It's like on par with the the depth of an AFL team. There was so many people. There were about 30 people there in the, in the sports cool. centre with development players and, and the like. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that turning point was New Zealand. A really positive vibe there at the Jack Jumpers at their training uh, yesterday in Kingston. Um, Jacob Chance uh, put it well. He said the moment, yeah, they have a group they're comfortable losing with. Um, 
And yeah, it really does. It just speaks to the camaraderie of that group, like I say. Yeah. Uh, the big inclusion this week, obviously, is McDaniel, mm. um, which will really change things quite substantially. I don't know who loses minutes. Jeevesy, as the basketball expert amongst us, probably or the best to analyse it. how many minutes he will get either. How many like, I don't know, get. yeah. Um, and yeah it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a good piece of the puzzle to have back, but could really switch to a game of Tetris when you've got to fit Steindl and Magne back in mm. in the coming weeks. So don't know, don't know what your thoughts are. Mm. In terms of McDaniel, how he fits in and, and what that'll look like coming up against the Wildcats? Yeah, I, th- I think he definitely plays, but they've they've got the luxury of easing him back in, um, ensuring his good, yeah, ensuring his body's good. good. Thing, and they've yeah. been playing deep. You know, they've they've, they've been going deep into the uh, into the bench, so he'll he'll mm. he'll he'll definitely get burned. I think it'll be situational. Um, I'm really keen to see how he how his game has progressed offensively. We saw him in the NBL one mm. going to full takeover mode, um, yeah, dropping bombs from three and getting to the mid range and, and driving. You know, really had it all. Um, can that translate into the NBL? Are you going tonight? I'll be going. You got your clappers. We're on the clapper ban. <laughs> no more discussion about the clappers. No more discussion. I, I asked Sam. Uh, McDaniel yesterday, I was like, I said to him, uh, how important was that sort of off-season off for you to have yeah. that? And he said that his, his family's down here and it's played a massive aspect in having, having them all down here, being able to play basketball all around the calendar, 12 months of the year effectively, down here with the jack jumpers and the chargers, but also the development of his game. Mm. Even though he sustained that injury in, I think it was the South Conference Grand Final, yeah, he said the opportunity to work on his game offensively has really seen him grow as a player. So it's it's a really exciting prospect. And Looking on the reverse, Jeevesy, they'll have some pretty uh, tough players to shut down on the Wildcats side of things, Hutchies boys. Yeah, definitely. They'll, the, Hutchies. Um, they'll, the, the Hutchies will be tough to beat. And Bowers, you've got, some, uh, you've got some hockey before we sneak off to a break? Absolutely. So hockey won. Well, the Tigers, uh, both in the men's and women's, went down uh, to the Canberra Chill at home here in the Hockey Centre in Newtown. Canberra Chill. The what Canberra Chill. I quite like Fitting. that. Fitting. Yeah. Canberra Isn't winter it? It is, is a really disaster. Chilly. It is but, uh, chilly. What a cool name. Yeah, the very Canberra cool name. Chill. We're going to Nice, nice little ice Canberra blue chill. number with their jersey as well. Nice What's ice that? blue with the navy. Yeah, nice. Yeah. The, the women's, they were really just outplayed three to zip. Um, but in the men's, that's really where the frustration lies. I think it was quite an extraordinary finish to that game. They were up four to one with two minutes left on the clock when the Chill were able to sneak three quick goals back in. The level chill! It, what? Level it. So it was 4-1. It went to four all. It went to a shootout, which the Tassie Tigers then lost two to three. So they scored three goals in two minutes. Yes. Holy moly. That's hard to do and in practice it is. without chill. any opposition. That's the chill for you. That's wow. the Wow. Yeah, that's it was quite a finish. And Stephen, uh, oh Stephen McMullen God. said in his post-game press conference that was just inexcusable. So that is crazy. Nuts. Uh, yeah, like you said, even if you're having like a, a, an, intra, an intra-workout just amongst like an intra-squad game, that would be even hard to fathom, is, let um, alone in a competitive game. Is Stevie coaching? Uh, Steve McMullen. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, yeah. he's the head coach of the Tigers. Yeah, right. Excellent. He's a good man, yeah. Steve. And I think it's Luke Events Dorna? Manager. I'm what was sure. he over over Cricket Taz facility manager? Ah, yeah, okay. Uh, venue manager, yeah. yeah. The high high position. Just no. trying to remember the women's coach as well. Mm. I think Dona is their name. But yeah, they they he said they were just completely <laughs> outplayed. Crazy. But yeah, what a nuts finish to that mm. game. You'll have to watch the highlights. It's on uh, It's on KO, able to be viewed, and just a crazy, crazy finish to that game. Um, and the shootout, yeah, adding insult to injury. While the momentum was Three with two. the chill, they lost the shootout. The chill. The chill. It'll get you. The chill. They <laughs> stayed cool, calm, and collected. And Chilled, chilly. in fact. They, they were chilled. Able to get over the line. So, a bunch of chillers. 
speaking of chill, that is all your local We're going to chill now for We're four minutes chill. and 15 seconds, and after that, we'll be back. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. And, you know, keep it on the Jack Jumpers train with our Jack Jumpers update for Taz Racing. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au. Before we get into this, um, just a quick one. Did you go to the show? Did you go to the show? I haven't been to the show for... Because GapTaz was down there with the um, greyhounds. Well, had I known, I would have popped in for a look. All the kids were there love, the greyhounds. love the greyhounds. The show's got a bit so expensive. Cute. Yeah. I've got three kids. They all want show bags at $45 oh, yeah. a pop, and it's, yep. a, it's a $700 day. Well, it's unusual that we got a sunny day like that on show day, because show day is always pretty crappy weather, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, here it we is. an unbelievable day. It's, it's arrived today. The, yeah. yeah. But we had such, be- such a beautiful day the other day. Anyway, getting to tonight, Jack Jumpers, Perth Wildcats, um, Obviously, we're going to be there. I'm so excited. This will be a good game. Um, of course, the Jackies, yeah, they're well and truly back on track. Three straight wins after last Sunday's 74-64 victory over Melbourne United, which is huge. Um, so it'll be a big game tonight. Last Friday, the Wildcats uh, lost to United, so they'll be pretty hungry for a win tonight. And like Bailey said before, um, Sam McDaniel is back. So we'll see You know how much court time he gets tonight. I think he'll get some. <laughs> it's just how... Much he'll be on the court, I think. Yeah, it, it is. It is a good question about the rotation. Where, where does he mm. fit? How will they use him? How, yeah. how much time with the actual ball in his hands will he get? Does that form from the NBL one translate into the NBL? Um, yeah, that's that's a big story because if 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 it does translate, <clears throat> excuse me, he he will provide such a weapon off the bench offensively. Um, to to support. So if you've got McDaniel and Kelly coming off the bench together, bit of two man game. Um, that 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 could be really beneficial for the Jack Jumpers. Mm. I'm interested to see how they go. Um, but Scott Roth, um, I was reading an article the other day, um, and it was basically him just saying how proud he is of the team and he praises their achievements to date and said we've had some big trips to come across. Um, from New Zealand and back, and we've had some big trips ahead of us. Um, I think this league rewards teams that go through hard. We probably still have some hard roads ahead of us, but if you're able to navigate that as a group and don't take it too personally, when you're getting coached in any of those kinds of things, you'll come out the other side, which is so true. I think that's what they're doing Mm. right now. Um, And it's funny that Bailey said that yesterday um, looked like them as a team were really together and really work well together. That's kind of the sense you get from the outside as well, without even having watched them train. But I'd love to go and watch them train and see what they what happens. But yeah, they just seem like they've they're really in a good spot. Well, it's it's certainly um, come across from last year, hasn't it? So that that, yeah. that whirlwind year, I know. Uh, oh, crazy. The cohesion that they built on and off the court, mm. um, and and you know as Bailey identified, that is really apparent when you go to their trainings or totally. you go to any of their sessions, even in game. Um, I was lucky enough to to, to sit behind the bench um, against uh, when they played Brisbane the other week, mm. and you could really tell. Um, uh, mm. Yeah, you were in a great spot there. Yeah, well, and we spoke last week about Josh Majette. Josh Majette was it, was yeah. It, <clears throat> excuse yeah, me. Yeah, we spoke about real... Josh Majette because he. Um, 
Well, they got dragged for the second yes, half, didn't pout, right. became yeah, yeah, a leader, yeah. was was very vocal as, a, as an additional coach. Yeah. And, and to me, that... And then come out firing. Yeah, and that, that really speaks volumes yeah. about his character. Totally. But also, if he's your leader, then, then that's, that's going to spread through the group. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, th- I thought that was huge. Um, I want to watch this Jack Jumpers doc- the doco. Doco. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth watching. Um, yeah. I think... I think for tonight's game, one one of the key matchups will be who guards Bryce Cotton, yeah, uh, who's been a, an absolute stud uh, in the NBL. It's 182 centimeters tall and 75 kilos. Yeah, um, but he does what he wants. If he can get you in isolation, um, you, you'll hear the commentators on on the TV broadcast call it Cotton Island. Uh, he gets you out there stranded. Yeah, um, you've almost got to send help, um, double him up, and, and and actually get the ball out of his hands. I but, like that. But who 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 will guard Cotton? Um, mm-hmm. You'd imagine Doyle will get first crack at uh, at trying to shut him down. Do they do they uh, run some zone? Uh, do they double team him from the get go? I'm really interested to see that. And then the other the other key matchup, I think, uh, how how they try and shut down Majok Majok, who's mm. uh, 210 centimeters. He's a he's a big bulldozer Huge. of a human being. Um, and that's, what a cool name! Well, Sorry. a cool name, but that that <laughs> style of player has given the Jack Jumpers kittens yeah. uh, over the years with Magne down. Yeah, that's um, it. Uh, Chris Levich does an unbelievable job for for a fella that's probably six seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays much bigger than he is. He's a big physical body, mm-hmm. um, but you know that 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 reach of Majok Majok really difficult to, yeah. to shut down. On I the, think it's going to be a boards. tough, a close one tonight. Yeah, I've got a feeling that it'll be. Yeah, it'll be a close one. I'm uh, the, excited. The other player as well to watch for the Wildcats is Luke Travers. Mm. Um, he's a, a an, an excellent player, really busy. Um, you know, he won't he won't have 35 points. Yeah. He won't stand out in in any one particular category. But he's a terrific all round player, great great yeah. defender. Yeah, cool. And you need players, the players like that. You need guys silent like that. achievers. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Well, we're excited. I'm pumped to get to the Jack Jumpers tonight. Uh, we're going to go to a short break now. Um, we'll be back shortly. But uh, coming up, we've got an interview with Scott Barnes as well, the GM of the Hobart Hurricanes. That's exciting. Um, it's just going to be a good a good little show today, Jeeves. It's going well. Flying through it. Doing it beautifully. Absolutely. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. Getting closer to 9 o'clock, but before we get there, Jack Jumpers tonight, super excited. I have to say, I feel like more excited going to the game and seeing Scott Roth now that we had that... um, we had that SEN event and got to... Well, you made him cry. Yeah, not (laughs) not on purpose, but... Just an insight into into what like what it means for him to be here and yeah, coach the group. He's and such so an emotional passionate. guy, isn't he? I love it. It's great. It's yeah. so cool. So now, like, I just feel this attachment to the team now. And Scott Roth, I'm just like, I'm such a big Scott Roth yeah, fan. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a very likable human, and and you know, I think we spoke about it after that event. I really nuffed him out. I'm a I'm a Dallas Mavericks <laughs> fan, and I I asked him all <laughs> the nuffy the nuffy questions. Tell me about Dirk Nowitzki. I want to know. Um, and he gave me great insight. He shared with me, uh, pro- you know, his, his private photos of him and Dirk and family That's photos. That's so nice. Of, oh, it was amazing. For me, it was a huge thrill to know that someone yeah. who knows Dirk Nowitzki was able to confirm what I'd always uh, believed him to be, yeah. this humble, gentle, 
um, start of That's a basketball. Cool, so yeah, it was it, it was really nice. I want to get one of. Have you seen the um, website Electric Wiki? I oh think yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and yeah. they've got a Scott Roth jumper. Yes, I want to get one. Yeah, and they're pretty cheap as well. To, they do it quite nicely. I don't know. I want to get one. They had a. Um, they used to have a Peter Siddle one, but they're all uh, sold out. Right. You bought them all. No, I didn't. I didn't get one. <laughs> On the back of his none for 24 <laughs> off seven years. Shut up. He got excited and went and Four cashed in. No, I didn't get, I didn't get one. Um, but I want a Scott Roth one. Really Just badly. Re- really quickly, you're on Twitter. T- tell, me, tell me about Twitter at the moment and how volatile it is as a as a platform of engagement. Like, I, I'm I'm not very active on oh, wait, it. Wait, we're not talking about what you said off air about your Facebook. It's a different... No, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the algorithms on my Facebook are very weird. <laughs> yeah, Some okay. weird stuff pops up. But Twitter, Twitter's become this platform of rage and... Everyone's angry. I just don't all like the time. it. I used to... When, when I first started using Twitter, it was, it was a great... Um, great platform for, for news and information and, yeah. and up-to-date action. It was, it was terrific. And now it's just become this, this platform for, for people to spew the most vile things with people their, with their horrible, egg photos. Yeah. And um, I've been watching this back and forth this morning of, of, of these American uh, basketball podcasters um, who, two of them are, are, are sanctioned journalists. Yeah. Uh, not, not sanctioned. Well, they're the just hating on each so, other. Uh, sorry. They're accredited journalists for the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. So they're yeah. allowed to go to press conferences and they've yeah, got their yeah, passes. Yeah. And so they've got this podcast where they've come out and said, you know, why, why would you listen to a podcast of anyone that's not accredited? You know, what have they got? What insight can they give you? You know, what? it's just opinion if I, if I want. And, and, and they've been taken to the absolute cleaners and the pile. Well, that's a pretty dumb thing to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I kind of I kind of understand it, but, it, but it's a choice thing, isn't it? Like... I, I want the insight, so I'm going to listen to, from an NBA perspective, Brian Winhurst, and I'm going to listen to Bill Simmons and, mm. and Zach Lowe. They're, they're, the, they're the three guys that I'll listen to. Mm. But there are people out there that want the, the, the fun and the engagement of, of listening. plenty of people that are accredited. to fans, absolutely. There's plenty of people that are accredited that aren't experts. Completely agree, yeah. <laughs> Exhibit A, pointing to myself. Like, well, no, but it's, but it's, it's yeah. just this. It, it's, it, I don't pretend to be an expert in every single sport. It was a really you know? good like, debate. But they, these guys didn't go down the path of well, it's a choice, and, yeah. and 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 that is the beauty of podcasts is that anyone can have a crack. Doesn't matter what level you've played at or been at. Or that's the beauty of you, it. You're a fan, and you have an opinion, and podcasts are a great way to voice that. But just this Twitter pile on the back and forward, um, it's, it's brutal. It, well, it's hilarious at the same time. Like yeah. it's, if you're a people watcher, uh, it's it's Everyone tremendous. Everyone loves a bit of people watching. Yeah, but yeah. this is it's it's actually got out of control. Twitter. There's some really damaging things uh, being being said this morning in this back and forward in in what should actually be uh, a good debate debate, it is actually a a good debate but um it's got out of hand and i've got my popcorn i know you're like give me give me give me (laughs) (laughs) all right we're going to news now but we'll be back shortly with scott barnes um the gm over at the hurricanes are going to have a few questions for him really excited about that but we'll be back after this Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Kindly joined by GM of the Hobart Hurricanes, Scott Barnes. Scott, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning to you both. How are you? 
Good, good. Keeping keeping warm this morning. Whereabouts are you uh, calling from this morning? Where's home around Hobart? Yeah, I'm I'm in Hobart, Hobart today. Yep. So just at yep. home, and um, yeah, flying to Perth tomorrow morning for our yep. WBBL game tomorrow night against the Scorchers. I know. So exciting! It'll be a it'll be a good one. Now, Scott, you were appointed back in 2019 and spent um, 13 years in sports sponsorship and entertainment agencies. Sort of where I came from as well. Um, was this always a goal for you um, before you were appointed that you were going to end up in, um, you know, the professional sporting landscape? Because did you uh, did you see yourself going this route? Yeah, I think that was always the plan. Um, as yeah. you mentioned, just being in the, the sports marketing agency side of things just gave me the opportunity to work with different brands and clients and across yeah. a multitude of sports, um, and that enabled me just to get that experience and really kind of understand um, the power of sport and what it can do um, for not only brands but consumers and fans and customers. So um, the opportunity arose to kind of um, jump on the other side of the fence, per se, um, as a rights holder. and. Um, yeah, it was an exciting opportunity that my family and I uh, grabbed with both hands. And, yeah, we've yeah. been here for a little over three years now and, and loving Hobart. Yeah. It's got some exciting news during the week with Dan Marsh being appointed to a national role. Um, do, will, you, will you play um, a large part in finding his replacement from a, from a recruitment standpoint? Yeah, look, exciting for Dan, um, just a testament to him, his work ethic and everything that he's achieved and obviously being part of the inaugural um, winning of the WNCL from a female perspective. So, um, yeah, very excited for Dan. It just goes to show the strength of the, the program. Like We talk, obviously, about kind of our players and trying to get them through the ranks and, and to national honours, but the same goes for our coaching group and, and all, all staff at Cricket Taz. So it's super exciting. And, yeah, from a replacement, um, that'll be led um, by Don Baker, our CEO, and Sally Ann Beams, um, our high-performance general manager. So um, as part of a committee, um, they're working through that process at the moment, yeah. How exciting. And so I, I guess on the back of that, and I was, I was kind of thinking as, as, as general manager of the Hurricanes, you might just be getting a getting a seat at the table but that that's that's not how it structures up oh from a from a coaching setup but it's it certainly lives in that high performance space so um yeah i'll certainly be across it but that process will be led by by sal and um the the cricket committee and as fans what what can we expect out of the experience this year over at uh, over at blunston arena yeah i mean it's absolutely obviously we've all been through a tough couple of years the fact that we've got the ability to have all of our fans and our members back is really exciting. Um, we've got some um, great things and initiatives that we're trying this year um, across our, our various fixtures. Um, so our first um, WBBL game will be on the um, Thursday, um, the 3rd of November. So that'll kick things off from a Hurricanes perspective and then obviously run through into the men's programs. But, yeah, certainly, I mean, Hobartians and Tasmanians more broadly can expect some really exciting different activations and activity to really, um, uh, I guess, encourage people to come down and support what is world-class cricket. Scott, there's, there's been a bit of talk over, over the last little period uh, around uh, cricket's role in Tasmania if the AFL do happen to get the 19th licence. So if we do get a Tassie team, the emergence of basketball, how do, how do, you, how do you navigate that as a sport? Um, you know, where, where does cricket fit? And we, we are seeing uh, BBL numbers 
drop a little bit. There's some concerns around the uh, around the product and and the imports in particular. Uh, how do the hurricanes look to look to navigate those difficulties? Look, I think for, for first and foremost, we embrace um, the other sporting organisations in a professional manner being in Tasmania. Um, and there's certainly opportunities that we can work together because at the end of the day, we want um, young boys and girls having the opportunity to aspire to play at that elite level. And if we can provide that platform, there's sporting organisations in Tasmania, that's absolutely where we want to be. From the Cricket Tasmania, Hurricanes, Tigers perspective, I mean, we are lucky that we've got the majority of our athletes here all year round and we do really pride ourselves on having the ability to take different initiatives and activities around the state all year round um, from our Hydro Tasmania Community Cricket Blitz through to various other programs. It's For us, it's just connecting with our with Tasmanians and with our members and our fans. Um, and look, the ratings for WBBL have been through the roof, um, which is super exciting, and that depth in our women's kind of program not only our team but the the competition more broadly is just really exciting so we embrace that tasmanian professional sporting opportunities for for young boys and girls in the state um, and we can help play a role in that space so we welcome um, the jack jumpers obviously into um, that professional environment and then yeah if the if that license kind of gets the green light then we'll do the same in that regard as well yeah, absolutely. That was going to be my next question. Is we've had um, we've had a few we've been lucky to have a few of the Hurricanes women on the show. We had Amy Smith, and um, last week we had Elise Villani. I guess since your appointment back in 2019, it's I mean, rough because you've coming coming in during COVID time. So I feel for you at that aspect. But how have you seen um, the women's competition grow over the time that that you've been at the Canes? Because I mean some of the women there they're just such terrific leaders like I was blown away um by Elise and and Amy Smith as well of course it's it's a really great group so how have you seen the women's competition grow over the time that you've spent at the Canes so far yeah look I think you're spot on there um it's for us it's been certainly um an investment into kind of the product um not just at the elite level but um just trying to um bolster kind of the 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 depth in our um our state-based competitions as well. So mm-hmm. the likes of an Amy Smith coming through the ranks, the uh, um, MMNXGs, oh, um, young Tasmanians that have um, been in and around the group the last couple Yeah, just been in and around the group the last couple of years. But to have people um, of the calibre like uh, Lee Solani, as you mentioned, our captain, um, with that experience, it's a nice balance. And those um, kind of younger players in our setup. Um, as I said, your EMGs and your Amy Smiths, etc. they'll just continue to grow and learn from those more experienced players that have come from interstate, your Molly Stranos, your Elise Filanis, your Nick Careys, for example, and they're genuinely kind of leading that team. And we saw that with the WNCL win last year, and that happened a lot sooner probably than um, Sal, our head coach at the time, and now high-performance general manager, uh, probably thought would happen. Um, yeah. And it just goes to show there's... The registrations are strong, um, and it's it's great to see that depth. And even looking more broadly across the competition from a WBBL perspective, the games so far have been nail biters. Um, it's really good, good quality cricket, and mm-hmm. that's only going to continue to grow. So that investment that we're putting back into the sport, not only as Cricket Tasmania and the Hurricanes, but but Cricket Australia and and the other clubs, we we work really closely together to build that depth and strength in the competition yeah. and. I genuinely believe it's the best women's um, product tournament in the world. Yeah, that's fantastic.
Scott, you've you've entered your role uh, right in the heart of, of, of COVID, well, almost at the start. Mm. How how difficult has it been commercially to, to to maintain sponsorship, but you know, also ensure that the team gets out on the park? Because I'd imagine there would have been some real fears throughout that time financially, with you know potential loss in in in, uh, in revenues. Has that been a um, a significant challenge for you? Oh, uh, yeah. There's no doubting that. Um, but we've been blessed with some fantastic sponsors that have stuck by us and particularly our members as well. So there was different initiatives and things that we put in place to try and help um, ensure that we didn't get a lot of drop-off in membership and sponsorship, but our commercial programs remain really strong um, and we're thrilled with the continued support that we're getting from our partners, but equally our members, and that's the most important thing. So as we kind of come out of that COVID piece and you mentioned kind of from a playing perspective, um, we're in bubbles and hubs and COVID tests left, right and centre and just trying to do anything and everything to get the product on the park, protect our players' welfare and safety first and foremost, but do so in a means that there could be some entertainment. And we we looked long and hard across what the globe was doing in the sporting landscape um, Mm -hmm. to try and take on some learnings, but... Um, we're through that touch wood um, and we've managed to remain commercially viable from a Cricket Taz Hurricanes point of view. So it's been really fantastic to then continue to reinvest in these programs that I've been talking about because that's the future you talk about kind of maybe some slight drop-offs in some of the numbers but at the end of the day um, the product is really strong. It's, I mean from a female perspective it's the fourth highest watched um, it's fantastic, yeah. Product in the, sporting product in the country, outside of kind of the mainstream, kind of your AFLs, NRLs, etc., and obviously um, Test cricket and things like that. But it's um, it far outperforms a lot of the other codes, um, both men and women, that for that matter. So that commercial support that we've had from our partners and our members has enabled us to continue with these programs and and investing back into into the game because ultimately. Um, as as you as we all know, we're a non-for-profit sport that's just kind of wanting to put back into the game. Yeah, I love that, Scott. It's um, you're obviously doing a really terrific job, and we can't wait to get down there and support the Canes. We're already supporting of obviously the women's. I mean, we were just I just have to say we were so blown away. Elise as well, um, Amy Smith. You just have some amazing some amazing talent in there doing some some great things, and and obviously doing some great things um, behind closed doors as well with with your staff. So congratulations on making it through what's been a, a I guess a difficult period through COVID. But yeah, it's just good to be back at live sport again and we'll, we'll look forward to, to staying on the cane train over the summer and, and um, seeing what we can do so thanks so much for joining the show No worries, thanks for those kind words and yeah, thanks for your support as, as always, so yeah, look forward to our first home games down here Of course, we look forward to it, go Canes, we'll be back after a short break Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app, welcome to Saturdays in Tassie for Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. Inching on closer to 9.30. It's just flying through. Yeah, I, I feel like I should apologise for the early questions asked Scott there around recruitment. I, I, oh. I honestly thought he would have played a, uh, a, a bit of a role in there, so I, I feel bad that I might have put him 
under the pump a little no, bit, he but he, he, he spoke so he so did. well. He was great. Yeah, it was terrific and great. Great to hear. And like you said, Holly, we've um, we've had uh, Elise Villani, Amy Smith over the last few weeks, and they've mm. just been terrific to so cool to chat with. Really, really good people. So it's, yeah. it's great that uh, that the WBBL is kicking some goals. Mm-mm. Speaking in the women's sporting landscape, it's been a difficult week um, for Netball Australia. And players. Um, this started as a request by Australian netball Donald Wallum, um, netballer, I should say, Donald Wallum, to remove the name Hancock from her dress, has erupted into a national sort of conversation about sports washing, um, sponsorship, and um, some athletes and fans say it's o- overdue. Other people disagree. It's a sort of a big, I guess debate at the moment. You're nodding along. Yeah, um, it, it is. It's a very interesting one. Well. Netball Australia has penned a $15 million sponsorship with Hancock Prospecting, obviously owned now by Gina Reinhart. Um, And when players hit the court last Wednesday, the logo was nowhere to be seen. So the issue around wearing the logo stems from business founder Lang Hancock's, um, I guess, abhorrent views about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And that's why Donald Wallum took issue with the logo which to me makes perfect sense um and then on tuesday afternoon they had a zoom call um it was conducted and involved donald wallam representatives from netball australia and then members of the sports first nations advisory committee um so there were several indigenous staff members from and um from hancock prospecting and indigenous athletes also sponsored by the business on this call um one of those people that was on the call was a lady by the name of Sharon Finn and White who she was one of those present um she's been a bit of a mentor for Donald Wallum um and i guess for her, with her involvement with the First Nations advisory committee um her job was to help provide cultural support um for players like like Donald um she is one of just two Indigenous Diamonds um, players the national team has ever seen represent the green and gold. And while she's extremely excited about Wallum becoming the third in the England Test Series set to take place following the Constellation Cup, she's concerned about her welfare. Um, and I've just pulled some quotes from, from what she said. She said, I'm so frustrated because as far as I can understand, the Diamonds playing group were originally standing by her. Um, but I've just found out today that have done a 360 and now she's been thrown under the bus. My understanding was that it wasn't just about social justice but environmental issues too. All of a sudden now it's all back on Donald and she's going to be copying all of the social media backlash about being the, the only Indigenous athlete in the team that's causing trouble. This always happens to our people and I'm so sick of it. It's like we're always made out to be the bad guy as if we're the ones causing trouble. So I just really feel sad for Donald right now. She must be feeling so isolated. Yeah, it's a it's a very difficult scenario. But if, if you look at it from um, from Netball Australia's point of view, who were $11 million in debt, um, there's a lot of money to be made up there. And mm. so if you've got the opportunity for a $15 million sponsor, um, which will help cover the debt, which will help grow the game which will ensure that the that all the players are paid appropriately mm. it's really difficult to turn down on the back of um you know previous ownerships um comments in you know a, a long long time ago so 
Um, we, we, I mean, we saw recently Pat Cummins, the, the Australian cricket captain, he came out um, and, and spoke also about the, the environmental impact of, of their major sponsor, Linter, I believe, mm. um, and, you know, kind of questioned whether or not he could support it or, or, or have the logo on. Mm. And I, I, th- I, think, I think we need to look at the realities of how hard it is to bring in that level of money to support... Mm major sporting bodies, national major sporting bodies. Um, and what are the impacts if Alinta don't support Cricket Australia? What are the impacts if Hancock don't support Netball Australia? Is 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 professional Netball Australia um, sustainable without without that sponsorship? So mm. um, and look I'm I'm all for having a voice and, and speaking out against what you um, you know your 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 beliefs and mm. and what you stand for. I think it's very brave um, of of that young lass to 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 stand up and and, and speak out. And while she she felt she had the support of the teammates, whatever's taken place there is is mm. is is with them. But mm. I guess the broader argument is at what cost to the to the game and and at what cost to the development and, and growth of the game do we knock back these enormous sponsorships based on um, you know the um, you know some some social values that that are outdated from you know from a, from a from an awful long time ago. Mm. That that's my concern, and the only real way to go about it because I think that that's where the money is. You know, the money is in is in mining um, mm. energy, and so if if you don't want to align to that as an individual to that sponsorship, you need to take a pay cut. So if you're if you're not willing to wear that. That, that that sponsor on your shirt, there needs to be some some prorated figure um, that that comes out of your pay as as part of that mm. as part of that sponsorship agreement. Because I, I I honestly, it's not going away. These these major mining and and, and energy companies no. are here. Uh, they've got money to spend. Uh, they wanna. They want to, you know, look like they're providing that 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 goodwill for all the potential climate change damage that they are causing, mm. um, and that money is integral to the success of these national sporting bodies because without it, Netball Australia are eleven million dollars in the hole. I'm I'm just not sure how Netball Australia are meant to navigate that level of debt without going down that path of mm. of accepting that money. Yeah, it'd certainly be difficult. And then I see the other side of it. So it's Lang Hancock's Gina Reinhardt's father. And he, like, the comments are so gross. Oh, I've read them. They're yeah. horrible. It's disgusting. So disgusting. Yeah. So yeah. I do see, like, how and, and why Donald Wallam and other Indigenous players would take offence to to this sponsorship like I do mm. I really do see like oh not that I could say that I understand because I'm not in her situation but it's such a tough one yeah like, I, I, such, can, I can I can then, see it and then as well like should she then be punished by not getting the same pay as the others if she doesn't like because it's it's like not her fault that she is taking offence to this either. Like that, that really was said. Like it's just such a, oh, it's such a hard one. Yeah. Like, no. Look, I, I, I completely and ne- agree. Netball but- Australia really need to make. Um, they need to work on this. Like it wasn't too long ago. So I, I went to school with uh, um, Queensland Fireball um, Birds netballer Gemma Maima, who's also Indigenous. She's absolutely amazing. Mm. And it was when they were doing the. Um, the first Indigenous round, and they used her as the poster girl for it, the whole situation. I don't know if you remember this. It probably was a couple of years ago now. 
And then they benched her the whole game. And she's the only Indigenous player on the team. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you actually doing? And at the time, it was all over the news and stuff. People were just like, well, how could you? You've benched the the only Indigenous player on the whole team in the, you know, but you were more than happy to use her for, oh, look at us, we're so inclusive and we're doing this. And it's like, well, you're not. Um, yeah, I mean, because... I, I would look at that a little bit differently if she's, you know, if it's a professional sport and she's not mm. going to play a significant role in, in winning the game. But she's also an absolute gun. Like, oh, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know the situation that well. I, mm. I, I don't, mm. I don't, you know, I don't proclaim just, to be a netball yeah. expert. Um, and you know, to be honest, I don't know that. that and nor situation. am I. I just know yeah. Gemma um, yeah. because I went to school with her, and then afterwards was managing her. Yeah. Um, when I was back at WSM, but I don't know. It's such a tough situation. You've got, this whole like, cause they, you've got they 11, need sponsorship eleven to million dollars in debt, fifteen million dollars on the table, but yeah, eleven million debt, in debt cleared. Yeah. People getting paid, growth of the game back on track. It, it's yeah, it's really difficult. Where where else are they going to pull that money from? And so, like I said, I completely get it. But mm. there needs to be, and look, I mean, it's the same with Pat Cummins as well. Like it's it's yeah. Can you explain? It's fine for him to say. You know, we don't want to support it. I don't want to wear the the uh, the the branding. Okay, that's great. Don't don't do it. But understand the importance of sponsorship in getting you paid. Understand the importance of this sponsorship in growing the game. Understand the the overall importance of this sponsorship to the to the to the success of our sport. Mm. And 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 what it actually means if we remove this, what does your world look like? What does cricket look like without yeah. this sponsorship? And so. Okay, you can you can choose as an individual not to wear that sponsorship, and that's fine. Mm. But we're going to have to remove uh, a level of finance from you because the sponsor's not going to be happy with that. Mm. Sponsor's not going to be happy with the Australian captain in particular, mm. not not wearing their branding. Mm. Um, you know, it's um, but yeah. you know, on on the flip side of that, then. Then you look at the religious beliefs of of well, and the, thing, and the Muslim guys well, around, that's right. it wasn't around so long VB. Ago. Yeah, so or points bet or the yeah, you know yeah. this whole yeah. I just yeah, it's it's a hard one because this like sponsorship makes it all go around, but it's like yeah, it's, it's I don't know. But uh, yeah, and, and, and you know, I suppose this is maybe a question that, that you and I aren't equipped to answer, but no. At what stage does does climate change and 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 this environmental voice become the same as religion? Mm. So are we are we you know trending towards the not too distant future where they're going to sit on on par that these religious uh, beliefs around you know, alcohol and sponsorship and betting? Mm. Um, there's a certain level of acceptance around that that the, mm. that we can waive. Um, um, advertising and on, on shirts and um, it's fine you know, and, and we get yeah. it and we accept it um i'm i'm not convinced that that we're that we're close on the environmental stuff but maybe that's a reflection of of how our governments globally view climate change uh, and, yeah and i don't place. think it's held at the same importance no. as your re- religious beliefs mm. or your sexual orientation or whatever it is but then but then you go back to Donna Wallen. Well, she's she's not necessarily yes. There's a issue with climate change and the mining industry and such. But she has an issue with it because of who she is and where she comes from. Mm. Like, yeah, in that circumstance, I just. But there, there are there are also not too many businesses that 
that have you know family generational businesses that, that wouldn't have ties to those types of beliefs or wouldn't or wouldn't mm. you know kind of have partaken in those beliefs of of that day that you know that was that was the belief of that day we're not we're not long removed from um, sending in, in, you know, splitting Indigenous families and, and and having them based in Flinders Island, while others are um, mm. members of the family are, um, uh, you know, sort of sent to live with other families adopted. I mean, it's a it's mm. it's not that long ago in our in our country's history that, no. that that took place. So, if if you're looking back and, and searching for those types of comments and beliefs in in businesses that are Wealthy and and are, and are, you know have, have been passed on from generation to generation. I think you'll find them. Yeah. And, and so that that that's that's part which of the challenge awful. then, which really limits your sponsorship pool as well, doesn't it? So I think there's a problem here, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen Gina Reinhart come out and say address what her father said. I haven't seen that. It could be out there. I don't know, but maybe there's power in saying, you know, I recognise that these comments that were made, made by other people still, and even though they were a while ago, I understand that those comments would still affect Indigenous Australians today. It doesn't just go away, that 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 it's it's hurtful. Like, yeah, I was just it, I was just googling Gina Reinhardt to see yeah, if there was anything in the, in the news that I popped up. But yeah, you're yet, right. But I yeah. don't know that it's been addressed and I think we all have a responsibility to address that these days. Like, you know, not we're not Indigenous Australians, but I think we, uh, part of our role of being a supportive ally is saying, yeah, people before us and our, you know, people in our family even before us, um, you know, we're living in a time or might have said comments or whatever it is and even though, you know, they might have said it, you know, I act- I stand with you and I understand that that pain from those words back then would still live through today or what happened with the stolen generation, all of those things, it doesn't just go away. So maybe there's power in her saying that. Maybe she. It, the issue then is does she share the same beliefs? We don't know. She hasn't said anything, so it's sticky. sort of it's, it's a, very it's a sticky. sticky set of circumstances. The bottom line is mm. is the bottom line. Cash is king, and without the cash, uh, these national sporting bodies are are, 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 are nowhere. And particularly mm. for Nepal, Australia, they're eleven million in debt. I really um, so yeah. yeah it's uh, it's it, it will be really interesting to see It'll how it plays out this week. Plays. But it's opened up a whole conversation about the sporting sponsorship now and the landscape and the power it holds we over. Had- yeah. We had Scott Barnes on the phone. We should have asked him. We should Here have we asked him. Our I know. We should have, yeah. Man. I just, just said that we, <laughs> we definitely should have. But, I mean, we could talk about this all day. It's a it's a big debate. But I did – I reached out to Donna Wallum because um, I wanted to try and – to get her on the show. But I suppose, yeah, she, it, would, it would be a really hard time for her um, right now. I feel for her. I really do. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a huge – it's a huge debate. But – We've got to move on. We'll be uh, going to a short break now and we'll be back. I need to ask you, Jeevesy, about uh, this Hawks. What's happening at the Hawks, the whole rebuild? I'm going to get into all of that straight after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. 
That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett James with you this morning. It's nearly 9.40. It's zoomed through this. Yeah, I need a coffee. It's gone fast. Yeah, well, that was my fault. I hit the no, sleep no. button four so times this morning. I just so did had I. nothing. I was snoozing. Yeah, anyway. It happens. Well, and we'll go from one doom and gloom scenario to Mate. another. You want to chat to me about the Hawks. I want to know, because <laughs> I know you have your finger on the pulse of everything Hawthorne Football Club, but David King, um, concerned Hawthorne coach Sam Mitchell, has committed professional suicide, is what he said, by going down the deep rebuild path. The Hawks have lost eight of their most experienced players from 2022, trading out Tom Mitchell, Jack Gunston and O'Meara. <laughs> I was waiting for you to see if I could pronounce it. From no, 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 you did well. Out. I was yeah, losing I'm... Ben McAvoy and Liam Shields to retirement and delisting Tom Phillips, Kyle yeah. Hardigan, and Daniel Howe. Spewing uh, about Kyle Hardigan. So I had yeah, a very the, nice bloke. The truck. What what I would say to David King is that those eight experienced footballers led us to 14th on the ladder. <laughs> yeah. So what? Why why have them stick around? Like they. Yes, they're experienced. Yes, professional standards. I understand all that. But um, at the end of the day, they were leading us down this path of below <laughs> mediocre. Mm-hmm. So you might as well clear them out, blood the kids, and finish 17th for a couple of years and, yeah. and, and get a second pick rather than a sixth or seventh pick. I mean, it's it's kind of in, in the NBA mold in that teams at the moment uh, are tanking hard. There's this, uh, there's this prospect... Uh, Victor Wenanyaba uh, from France. My pronunciation poor there, but um, he's a seven foot four version of Luka Doncic. Like he is a complete mm. freak. He's kind of he's Tim Duncan and LeBron James. Just this mega prospect. And so half of the NBA competition will tank as hard as they can to give themselves the best opportunity at getting this kid with the number one pick. Mm. Hawthorne are in a similar situation, and I think too if you look at it. Uh, if Tassie do get this 19th license, the draft is going to be compromised for two or three years. And we've seen yeah. teams really struggle through through rebuilds through that area because they're not getting um, equal access to the draft. So how do they replenish their list? Mm. Hawthorne have made the decision to go, well, hey, these guys have led us to 14th. Mitchell O'Meara, yeah, they're, they're great names. But as a collective, they don't work. Mm. There was just a poor dynamic. They were getting thumped. Yeah. So let's play Newcomb, let's give more time to Ward, whoever the draft pick is, let's get him in. And they bring Carl Amon across. He's 26, it's a strange move from him, mm. um, given that he sh- you know, he, he's right in his prime. Yeah. Um, so you know, by the time Hawthorne are looking at, at, at a true premiership window, it's realistically three or four years away, yeah, he's 29, 30. You know, has North he got, a bit longer. Has he got longevity? <laughs> Uh, as a fan, I, I support it. I yeah, 100% support it. It, it. it made no sense to keep those guys around and finish 14th again because yeah. – or best-case scenario is that we get a little bit of improvement and they finish 8th mm. or 9th and mm. just miss out. Well, what, what, what's the point? What's yeah. the point? Yeah, we know historically winning the premiership from 8th position – it's happened once. The Bulldogs did it and they had a dream run and they yeah. played the best football it you've ever seen. It happens, yeah. It doesn't happen. So your best just to, to... I like that you're for it. Cut them out. You have to be for it. Yeah. And, and, and I think if you're not, you, you're kind of stuck in this old school footy mentality of, um, you know, everyone's in it to win it and, yeah. and we're all hunting a flag. Not It's not possible. You can't. Yeah. And I think the NBA and, and its emergence in Australian culture has play, and, 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 you know, list management and salary caps uh, plays, point. Yeah. plays a huge role in it. 
We're going to go to a break and then after that I want to talk a little bit more about because there's a lot of people coming out now being like I feel like this the trade system is quite tainted. Do the players have too much power now? Keen to get onto that because maybe it is the surgeons of NBL and other sporting codes. Yeah, they've got too much power. Yep. Yeah, yep. interesting. All right, we'll be back after a short break. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you. Saturdays in Tassie. Nearly getting out of here, mate. It's almost done. It's flown. But we were talking about um, the whole draft. Player power. Player power. What yeah. do you think about Well, it's, it's gone too far, hasn't it? Process, it's yeah. gone too far. And, and I think it's... It's a bit of a generational thing. Like player, player power in general across mm-hmm. all sports has, has gone a little too far. You can demand trades um, across the NBA, even in the footy world. If you're, you know, if you're not liking where you are, you just you pack it up and you, and, and you get you out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and unfortunately, in, in those situations, particularly for Aussie rules footy, mm-hmm. that, that player power and it doesn't align with an open market. So it's, it's different when... Uh, we spoke about this last week that um, Jack Bowes, well, even though he didn't want out, but say say Jack Bowes goes and says, "Hey, I want out. I've got eight hundred. You owe me eight hundred fifty grand, mm-hmm. um, and and I want to go." Mm-hmm. Then in in an open market, the Gold Coast can send him wherever they want. They can get the best possible offer, yeah. and I guarantee you, if they're aligning pick seven to that, they're getting a couple of future first rounders. Mm. It, it's just going to happen. And Geelong would have had to pay that price to mm. get him, and it would have been worth it. On, yeah, it you know, from been. from Geelong, they get a young gun. He's a good player. Yeah, pick seven at the expense of um, a couple of future ones down mm. the road, mm-hmm. and 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 that works. But then their future is a little hampered as well. So there's a playoff. As it currently stands, they give up pick 36 or whatever. Who cares? Get pick seven and a, and a, young, and a young gun. Yep. It just doesn't – there's no equity across the board. North Melbourne, as oh. an example. I mean, yeah, that Jack Bowes and pick seven. Oh, gimme, gimme, please. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a future first, which is going to be decent. Um, but that 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 simply doesn't happen, and yeah. and even look, and, and and even when you go down this this sponsorship path, you know the, the the player power to be able to have that sponsor pulled for that game mm. is and that is amazing. Yeah, um, and and I think it's where the dinosaurs um, of perhaps my generation and before that they 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 really struggle to comprehend how that's possible. Mm. It's your generation. You're ruining the world. Hey, hang can, on, can hang you, on. <laughs> can you have a word to him, please? You say like your generation, like you're such a dinosaur when you're well, so 40, not. I'm 40, you're 24. That's not dinosaur. But I'm a generation above you. Yeah, but you're saying it like you're 50, 100 years old. But it's, uh, there, there is a significant shift. Is that because you feel 50, 100 years old? my back and legs. Are, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It is as hard being me. <laughs> so grey. <laughs> oh my god okay on that note we're going to a break we'll be back after this it's no secret greyhounds make great pets foster or adopt a retired greyhound gaptaz.org.au live across tasmania on 1629 sen tassie and streaming live on the sen app welcome to saturdays in tassie saturdays in tassie holly fowler brett jeeves with you i wonder if it's 
it looks really miserable outside. Yeah, it doesn't look like much fun, does no, it? No, and we were just complaining off air because we're well, not complaining, but we're you know it's a bit late, eight pm start tonight for the Jack Jumpers. The Jackies, yeah, it's a, I mean it's gonna turn into a bloody pumpkin. It's a TV thing, By isn't the time it? I'm out of there, yeah, it, it's a hard one for it's the a TV kids. thing. Yeah, it's a hard one for the kids. Oh, the kids are like, yeah, I'm yeah. staying up late, and yeah, the parents party can do time, nothing yeah. about it. And- <laughs> Until the next day, and they're moody, and they won't, they won't yeah, do anything. Yeah, you'll have fun and, on yeah, Sunday. It's going to be a disaster. But anyway, I'm looking forward to tonight, and I'm really keen to see the the Bryce Cotton matchup. Who gets Cotton early? I love How the, do they the Cotton him? Island. Cotton Island. That's cool. Uh, so Cotton Isolation, Majok Majok down low. Majok uh, Majok, what a name. Handful, the the Wildcats tonight. So hopefully I... the Jack Jumpers can continue this hot form. They're on a streak. Uh, Speaking of hot form... Um, just a quick update on uh, the ladies' competition <laughs> Sorry, I thought on you were Creek Road. Go down the none for twenty-four again. No, <laughs> the uh, Creek Road ladies' competition. Oh yes, yeah, um, your social netball hit me. Hot form, yeah. Um, our hot form is that has the name of your team? Taken a slight turn. What um, happened this week? We lost. No, who beat I know. you? We're three. Uh, we're two from three at the moment, so it's all right. So okay. the other team bought some pros in. They did, and um, our main shooter. Uh, Sally, her name is. She uh, she was away, so that was hard. And I, I was I was a, I was a goal shooter at one point. Oh, you're not yeah, a shooter. And I, you're a bit small for shooter. I'm too, way too small. Mm. I'm not good at it. I don't. I can't do it. I'm not. I'm a runner. Put me in centre. That's fine. But mm. I was shooting. So every time we got the ball, and it was like we had a shot, we weren't getting it because I was shooting. Right. Anyway. Well, some some news on my social sport. Our mm. social basketball team enters a new roster next week. Yeah. And our team was giving was given an official warning on our. Oh mob. boy. We were sent the code. Of, we were sent the code of conduct. Oh my just god. Just as a reminder, apparently that. Oh, just uh, a friendly reminder. Our relationship with the umpires is is poor. We what what we didn't know. What do you mean? That, well, we ask a lot of questions. I ask a lot of questions. It's a cricket thing in cricket. You, you get a decision. Why? Yeah, you ask. Hey, how Appeal. did how did you see that? What did, what do you see? What what do you think? I you know do I mm. need to be fuller? You know, blah blah blah. And good umpires will give you that information. Yeah, so you don't do it again. Yeah, and then uh, so I ask a lot of questions of the that's umpires right. in basketball. It's not demonstrative. I don't swear, um, and apparently that's um, that's no good for the comp. And uh-huh. um, so we've been told. Uh, yep, we need to Jeez. sort ourselves out. Social sport, how fun. It's awesome. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's my favourite hour of the week, Mate, social all us girls, we're already planning Silly Saturday and we haven't even made it. We're in round four this week. It's tremendous. The politics of social sport. So much fun. Anyway, we better get out of here. We've got a... A bit of a gloomy day ahead of us, but Jack Jumpers tonight. Go Jack Jumpers. They're going to bloody hopefully win. Yeah, yeah, they're on. The old SEN showdown. They've got to stop Cotton. Yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll be back next week, of course, but for the meantime, go Jackies. Thanks for joining us, as always. We love our listeners of the show. That was Saturdays in Tassie. Holy fail, Brett Jeeves. We are out of here. Happy Saturday.